Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 719 of the Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show this week, Scott Bird from the Grand Theatre will be talking us through their latest Spotlight magazine and finding out all about the forthcoming shows. We have a chat with the wonderful Beth Berry Glow, head of Starstruck Theatre's production of The Adams Family, coming up in May. Wayne M. Bailey tells us about his debut novel, which is set both in Woolen Hall and in space. On top of that, we'll be hearing from David Dominey. He is back with some more great tips for us when it comes to getting our gardens ready for some fantastic produce over the next few weeks. And we'll be finding out about Essential Tremor and the work that's been done on the NHS and beyond that is helping people when it comes down to being able to get the use back in their body because of shaking hands. That's all on the way on the show this week. There's a kooky family in the neighbourhood down at the Mill Theatre in Sedgley from the 24th through to the 27th of May. One of the stars of the show is Beth Berry-Glow, who's with me now. Hello. Hello. Good to catch up again. It's been a long time since we last had a natter. It feels like it was a previous life, to be honest. <laughs> it certainly <laughs> it must have been pre-COVID for definite. About, is, I was talking before. to someone the other day and saying it's like BC before COVID, isn't it? It does feel yeah. like a new life. Yeah, because we've had a bit of a natter about some of the stuff you've done online since then. In fact, some of the brilliant yeah. stuff you were doing to keep everyone entertained during the whole coronavirus thing yeah. was amazing. But this is the first Beth Burdick Low show that I've had a chance to talk to you about for, for yonks. And I, I am excited Five by this. Years. Yeah, scary. Oh, that's good to know. Wait, I'm coming... excited and also very scared. Well, it's starstruck theatre, which means you've got a brilliant cast around you, you've got a brilliant directorial team, and you've got an, an absolutely amazing venue too. And we've got you, and you are absolutely amazing. So this is going to just be oh, a mix of everything brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> yes, they are a wonderful bunch of people. In fact, I was due to perform The Sound of Music with them, um, and that actually got cancelled due to COVID. So mm. it's wonderful to be back performing with that same group. I've got so many friends there, and they really, really are so talented. They're really diverse as well. A wonderful mix of people. And this is such a fantastic show as well. Um, really, really exciting and obviously very popular at the moment because of the Netflix series Wednesday, which and, has be- become so popular. Yeah, I, I was absolutely, I'm absolutely loving that series. It's just such good, brilliant fun and certainly has the spirit of the original Adams family, as does the show itself. And having seen a, a UK tour, for this now to be in the amateur market is absolutely uh, amazing because there is so much fun to be had in there. Some great songs and great original songs as well, which is always good. Yes. Uh, and the fact that you've got some brilliant characters to get to grips with playing. And we haven't mentioned who you're playing yet. And True. so I, I, I'm not going to tease. I know it's Morticia really, but either that it, 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 there's that many opportunities. Uh, I'm slightly concerned that if you hadn't been for the fact that Patrick had got the gig as Uncle Festy, you might have been on the phone to a magician by how I look on this call. But uh, <laughs> it, 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 it must be good fun playing uh, the matriarch of the family. Yes, definitely. And something completely different for me as well, because obviously she's very dark, but also she has some of the funniest lines in the show. It's just really naturally witty and it's been it's been really fun rehearsing and getting to grips with that character. Also, she's so iconic, so massive, massive shoes to fill. And uh, but some some great songs in there as well. I mean, there's uh, the, the, the love you get to express uh, uh, as well. I, it's going to be. <laughs> 
big, huge, and amazing show, an amazing production, and it follows uh, obviously Wednesday and uh, a boyfriend uh, and maybe his uh, initiation into one of the scariest families around. Yes, and that is where a lot of the humour comes from because it's such a normal family from Ohio coming into the Adams family in the middle of New York, <laughs> and they obviously are just so bizarre they're not your typical new york family obviously they're so bizarre um it's just hilarious we are having the best time rehearsing for it which is brilliant now uh we mentioned uncle fester and patrick who is playing that role has got uh something very big that he's doing to raise funds for charity yes. at the same time as the show approaching indeed so patrick has decided to brave the shave and go full-on real bold for uncle fester in aid of macmillan so we are all Totally on board with that and very excited. So just go to the Starstruck social media and we'll talk about that in a bit and you'll be able to find the links there to be able to support him. He's having that done, I think it was around the 20th of May, ready for dress rehearsal or unhaired rehearsal as the case may be. Indeed, yes. So uh, I probably won't recognise him, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be wearing a brown smock. He'll be easy to spot. But um, <laughs> yeah. does he donate the hair to Cousin It uh, to, to, to keep him looking furry? Oh, I'm not sure there's quite enough. No, probably not. Perhaps. Perhaps. We shall see how that works out. But when it comes to bringing Thing to the stage as well, that's another challenge for a, a show, and that's done with good humour too. Indeed, but obviously we won't be revealing any of the secrets here. You'll just have to come and find out how we do that. Okay, it's all part of the magic, which is going to be brilliant. Indeed. Okay, so the next important thing to do is work out how we're going to get our hands on tickets. That is over to you and the handy flyer, I believe, you have in front the of flyer. you. flyer. Very important. So... Uh... Uh, tickets are available from ct.co.uk forward slash Adams with a double D. And the phone number is 01902-334-874. And it is a new musical comedy. Wednesday the 24th through to Saturday the 27th of May. It is at the Mill Theatre in Sedgley. It's a wonderful venue. It's a proper theatre. It happens to be bolted onto a school. You will love it. And uh, yes. it does mean that you've got a great opportunity to, be, you know, to fly sets in and all sorts, doesn't it? So it, exactly. it will look the part. But- yeah, I said recently that the Dormston Mill Theatre is almost like a mini rep. It's that same sort of layout with the seats where you haven't got a bad seat in the whole theatre. Mm-hmm. It's it's fantastic. I love performing there personally. And you've um, done many times. 350 seats. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be a wonderful show. It's not long now. It is actually next month, so very, very soon. Um, do get your tickets. There's so much amazing singing, dancing humour it's going to be a brilliant night out and it's good for all ages as well yeah and it's it's just such good fun and so it's going to be performed so well it will be absolutely amazing for now beth buddy glow thank you for joining us are you going to do this with me i'm I'm not sure i I can't hear you clicking i I can just about click We'll leave it at that. <laughs> I think we stop there. Look up Star Theatre on all of the socials and enjoy what will be an amazing show. Break a leg. See you soon. Thank you so much. Thanks. The Mars Migration by Wayne M. Bailey is out there in the wild and may have even gone into planetary. He's here now to tell me more about his science fiction novel. Hello, sir. Hello, Jason. You okay? I'm good. I hope we find you well and enjoying life. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. So tell us a bit about the book and how all this came about. Um, it came about about three years ago. And I just, I just, I'd never written before and just decided to um, write something. And um, obviously being into 
science fiction films myself and I, I saw a UFO when I was younger and my dad did as well. And I think all them influences just um, helped me when I started planning what I was going to write. It just I started writing and it all just came flooding out. And before you know it, you've got a, a proper size novel on your hands and it is out there getting excellent reviews and has even been uh, put into the appropriate storage position of the British Library. Yes. Yeah. It's just been, it's been absolutely mad. Absolutely mad. I can't even tell you. Incredible. Give us a bit of the background to the story itself then. Um, so um, it's based around two characters, um, Amber from Selkirk in Canada and Daniel, who's from Willinor. And um, they see an object arrive from space. It crash lands kind of like a meteorite. And it turns out that these objects are actually um, silver spheres. And um, they're, they're kind of called to these spheres but the spheres set off a field around themselves and it 20 miles in every direction from the sphere is the time is basically frozen. It's paused. So the whole of the West Midlands is basically put off inside this anomaly. Hmm. Um, and I say they're called to these spheres and they, they end up touching them. And when they do, they end up with um, an advanced civilization at the other side of a black hole. This is sounding them. good. I'm liking yeah. this. I, and uh, how do they link up? Because uh, do do they find themselves in the same place, or or they both see these spheres opposite sides of the world? Yeah, they both see them on opposite sides of the world. So two spheres arrive on the Earth, um, but when they um, when they touch the spheres, the next thing they know, they wake up and they're in um, prison cells. They're in a holding cell on this planet. And the rest, you'll have to read the novel to find out about. Now, yes. obviously, this one isn't based on real life, but have you have you enjoyed uh, sharing a, a few characters? I mean, you obviously got your native Willenhall in there, and that's absolutely brilliant because uh, there should be more yeah. books written around Willenhall. I'm, 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 I'm from <laughs> short teeth, so you know that's uh, that, that's how it should be, isn't it? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Why not have more around here? Uh, does this then uh, mean that there there maybe a few of the uh, the local pubs and and the like in there as well as, as they're getting themselves ready uh, to uh, to find themselves sucked into a different dimension not so much pubs i should have thought of that one i didn't think of that one there's a lot of um areas and road names and mentions of places that people from the area will know and recognize but equally it's all part of the storytelling for those further afield and possibly on other planets when they come to read it yeah yeah exactly yeah this is something it must have been good fun for you is this the start of a new career? You never know, hopefully. Um, for a minute, I'm giving my brain a bit of a rest because I've spent three years writing it and not really speaking to the wife. So <laughs> I've, I've kind of needed to be back in the room for a bit now just to give myself a rest. But uh, I have got ideas for a sequel, so you never know, hopefully. Okay, so we'll see how that works out. Obviously, no spoilers at all at this point, but nah. it is... Yeah, it, it is nice to have a, another local author doing the bit and, again, championing the area and... and Having some fun uh, that we can all identify with because we know the places, but he's going to work well for anybody from further afield too. Yeah, yeah. So far, like you said, the reviews have been brilliant, which I'm really grateful for. Really. So grateful. how does it work with the Canada link? Um, I haven't actually got any links to Canada. I knew I wanted to base one of them around the Midlands, obviously. Um, but the other one, um, I just followed the globe in a straight line, basically. It was as simple as uh, working out what happened if the two spheres separated and split to opposite ends of the earth and uh, followed a line. And uh, I settled on this little town called South Selkirk, um, looked it up on Google Earth, and I really liked the place, and the, the setting was perfect for what I had in mind. 
So this is either a twinning opportunity for Will and Hall or a holiday for you, one or the other. Yes, yeah, either. It'd be brilliant. <laughs> okay, we can see how that one works out. So, uh, I mean, we're now potentially talking uh, yeah, TV rights, film rights. Do you feel like this could have a, oh. a, a movie in it? I mean, I'd love to see that. I'd love, I'd love the action figures. I'd love all that, but... <laughs> Baby steps, baby steps. We'll see. Who knows what happens? As you say, <laughs> there is going to be more work from you at some point in the future. Yeah. And this means, though, that it is available to buy. As the British Museum have their copy. Uh, where can we get ours? Um, small bookshops. I'm championing small bookshops in the area. There's a couple that have t- taken it on. Blue Sheep Books in Wensbury, the Heath Bookshop in Birmingham, Waterstones, Warsaw and Wolverhampton, they've got it, and Amazon. So all of those places, grab your copy. And can we find you online as well? Yeah, um, www.marsmigration.com and every social media link you can find, I'll be there. Yeah, just just look out for him. And yeah. uh, the, the, the middle initial is vitally important in this, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Michael. Wayne M. Bailey is the man you're looking for. Yeah. He's got ISBN numbers and he knows how to use them. Wayne, thank you for joining us. Have a great time uh, with the, the promotion around this and uh, say long may this story continue to be told with the, the next round coming soon, I hope. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you, Jason. There's excitement at Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre, not only about the shows that are coming up, but for the fact you can read all about them in Spotlight, the magazine. Scott Bird, communications manager, tell us more about what is going on. Uh, well, it's really exciting. It's, it's, this, is, this is one of your ways of communicating. Yes, yes, it is. It's shiny, um, it's glossy, it's got it all. Uh-huh. We've been very busy over the last couple of months, straight out of Panto, straight into this. And here we are. Uh, so, yeah, this is issue five already. We've done five of these now. Which, and, uh, and you've got a cover girl, and boy. Yes, both Craig Rubber Horwood yep. uh, in uh, in various guises. Um, so yeah, we, we, we're quite excited to have Annie back, but for the first time with Craig Rubber Horwood, mm-hmm. Miss Hannigan, it's our cover star. Uh, but then also on the front, we've got uh, Judy Love, Matthew Bourne, and Carlos Acosta, which is all features inside. And this takes us through twelve months worth of fantastic shows at the Grand. Yes, and this is mostly the highlights because there will be extra things which are going to sneak in yes. here, aren't there? Yes. Yeah, so we do programme a year to 18 months in advance, but then we do get little gaps appear that we haven't filled yet and we'll sort of filter into the thing. But this is pretty much the next year solidly featured. Yeah, you just flick through. Then I use the picture of, uh, of Adrian uh, at the front. Yes, uh, there we go. There he's, he is. There we, yeah, multiple Adrians. Uh, but also I spotted Michael McIntyre come past then as well. Yes. Yes, so we're really excited to be one of uh, Michael McIntyre's few smaller venues because, uh, of course, he's selling out arenas uh, all over the place. But, uh, yeah, he's doing a few warm-up gigs and we're very lucky to be one of those. I think but there's, there's something nice about playing a proper theatre yes. as well, though, isn't there? Yeah. And, and, and certainly much better than some of the modern spaces we get. This feels like you're a music hall act and I should think that's something that Michael's really going to dig out. Yes, yeah. Often all the comedians say that because of our like intimate horseshoe-shaped auditorium, and people in Panto always say it too, comedy works really well here uh, so uh, we're really excited to be uh, to be part of Michael's sort of warm up for his uh, for his big tour okay so now you've got to take us on a tour through the the, the magazine so yes. you, you, the, what are the Scott Bird highlights in there well some of the highlights have been written by myself <laughs> that's cheating uh, that is cheating <laughs> but uh, we'll get to those we'll start with the bodyguard shall we uh, fantastic show yes. uh, amazing music 
And we've got a brand new leader in this that we hasn't do. been to the ground in this guys before. We do, yeah. So we've had the bodyguard twice before. Uh, always does really, really well. So we're thrilled to have it back again. Only for a week. So uh, you've got to make sure you get in there and get the best tickets as soon quickly. as you can. But yeah, uh, Pussycat Doll Melody Thornton. She's done. A, she did the tour in the US. Mm -hmm. uh, so she's used to it. She's uh, she's had a few years in the role, but never never on UK soil. So uh, yeah. We're excited to have Melody with us. And, and, and a new bodyguard as well, because Aiden's bodyguard. joined the tour for the first time this yes. time round. And we had a natter with him, because he's got Wolverhampton links, he's uh -huh. a massive Wolves fan. And uh, he's quite excited, to say the least, about being here. Yes, yeah, we're really excited to welcome uh, Aiden, because he's a really, in, in, by heart, he's a Wolverhampton boy, like, you know, and he's always at the football and stuff. So, uh, yeah, we're really, we uh, give him a, a home welcome. So that, we're going to claim him as our own for that Absolutely. Week. And he say, I know he's looking forward to it because we had a natter a few weeks ago. Okay, what have you got next? So pick me another highlight. Yeah, so of flinching. course, uh, Sensational 60s are back. Uh, so Jack's History Boys will be a, a celebration of Wolves. Uh, and then we're into Unexpected Twist. Now, which... you've been along to this one, haven't you? I haven't. Ellie has but, okay. in our team. But you, you've, you've been meeting uh, up and finding out about the cast yes, and the show. Yes, but Ellie has been talking about it since she's, uh, since she's been to see it. And uh, the songs are in everyone's heads now mm -hmm. because the songs have been written by uh, this duo here uh, Conrad uh, Murray and Yaya Bay uh, and it's all hip-hop beatboxing that it's, it's it's a complete sort of musical play but all the music is made from the mouth okay that's gonna be good that's gonna be good fun, yeah. and, and that makes live music even more like live music yes yeah it's all totally live it's living uh, music twisted into the, the the story that is Michael Rosen's novel Unexpected Twist which is half modern day twisted into the Charles Dickens Oliver Twist story so there's a lot going on there is it all right okay so we'll read the pick up your copy spotlight read all about it yes I think is the, is the yes, moral yes, for that yes, one yes. it's all in there yeah and bring the young ones it's great for sort of school age uh, they'll they'll really get into that especially if they're studying anything that's in there Dickens or yeah, uh, absolutely. Flick through, flick I'm, 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 you're flicking through things. I'm, I'm flicking through things. Rock so of Ages. Day. That's coming up in May as well. That's going to be well worth a look. Yep. And we're just we've just announced that um, Kevin Kennedy is back to yeah. play Dennis. He was brilliant in it last yes, time. Yes, So if you missed it, make sure you get to see it this time. Yes. Yeah. And uh, but that, that that's a, that's a biggie. And uh, the farewell tour. It says so, up there. Yes. Yes. Maybe we won't see this again for quite some time. So if mm -hmm. you do want to see it. Now is obviously time to do that. And yeah, Kevin's not in here because that's hot off the press. That's okay, an exclusive for you, Jason. I like this. We like exclusives. Yes. Okay. Here first. Yep. Uh, uh, we, we're spotting dragons and, and mythical beasts. That's, yes. that's an interesting one. It runs from a Sunday through a Tuesday. To a Tuesday. That's, yes. That's odd. Yes, it is odd. Uh, odd timings, unusual timings. But uh, all of those uh, performances are geared around when the young ones can come and watch it. Uh, and that's uh, it's really good um, dragons and mm -hmm. mythical beasts puppetry. That's so a bank holiday all... weekend. Yes. Sunday the 28th through to Tuesday the 30th of May. Yes. 2 p.m.s and 11 a.m.s and various other bits. Okay. So, uh, yeah, come along to that. Okay. Uh, now, next highlight, we've got Sister Act in there. Sister Act. This has got to be worth talking about. And this yes. is coming up in June. Yes, this is coming up in June. This is the, the brand new production uh, that should have opened pre-COVID uh, in the West End. And uh, last year, it finally had its sort of uh, West End run and is, is now out on tour. Uh, we're really excited to, to see Sister Act back in this new guise. I have seen it. Uh, and it's an excellent production, uh, starring Sandra Marvin, of course, uh, the voice that is. Uh, she's insane uh, as, as Dolores. Uh, her voice will raise the roof off. And then we've got um, the loveliness of Joseph as Mother Superior and, uh, and Lizzie B, who was, of course, Tracy in, in the West End in Hairspray last year. She's, uh, she's playing 
it's going to be a huge show. Yeah, yeah. it is an absolute. Yeah, it I mean, is it's huge. And I, I mean, the, the nuns that when it, it is the, uh, the the sparkly nuns picture in the, in the brochure. Check it out. Yes, uh, and, and the you, music is great. Yeah. Alan Menken's music, who did uh, Little Shop of Horrors mm-hmm. and uh, the Little Mermaid. So if you uh, Aladdin, so if you if you like um, Alan Menken, because yeah, this is one of those. It's different to the film, isn't it? The, yes, the music it isn't is. as per the film. But don't let that put you off. No. Because it is better than the film. <laughs> I genu- I love the film. I love the film, and I know so many people do. But genuinely, genuinely, the musical is better. Okay. So, right. On, okay. On. Next highlight. I want to flick through these pages because we've still oh, we've still oh, got gosh, most Jason, of a book to go it's here. It's not even halfway through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's so much packed into there. We've got Rush. Joyce to make a journey is back. Uh, what we've we got here. Oh, really excited to have. Birmingham Raw Ballet back. Oh, but, that's good. Um, but yeah, it's their brand new company. So they've just created a brand new sort of separate company called BRB2, uh, which uh, is taking um, up and coming ballet professional dancers from around the world, mm-hmm. uh, ones from Berlin, ones from Paris, ones from Birmingham, uh, and they formed their own company. They're young, they're 18 to 21, I think, uh, and it's sort of training them up to learn on the job to become professional ballet dancers either at BRB or at ballet companies throughout the world. Um, and they're performing some of BRB's um, greatest hits, if you like, okay. um, all in one evening. Well, um, I th- I th- that sounds fun, though. Yeah, it is. It is a, so they flavour lots of things. Yes, yeah, so they've looked through the entire history of BRB, the repertoire, and they're Birmingham performing. Ballet, yes, yeah. Birmingham Royal Ballet. They are. Um, they're taking chunks of that, putting it together, and then obviously their new artistic director, Carlos Acosta, has created some new things. Uh, and Kit Holder is looking after them as well. Who's uh, one of the soloists from the from the main company. Yeah, all performing in this amalgamation of yeah, ballet. Lots to read in Spotlight. Yes, and there's a there's a feature uh, in there written uh, written by uh, lovely Diane Parks. Mm-hmm. So uh, make sure you read that. I know you've been to a press day for the next one. So tell us about yes. SpongeBob SquarePants. So uh, the uh, the Theatre Calf in the heart of London's West End hosted the official press launch for the SpongeBob musical, uh, and this is the first time that the SpongeBob musical has has been to the UK. But it took Broadway by storm. Uh, in about 2017-18 mm-hmm. uh, so it's been a little while since it's been seen but now there's a brand new production for, for the UK which is taking the, um, all of the characters that you know and love from Spongebob throwing them into a glitzy Broadway musical with music by a plethora of uh, pop artists uh, Yolanda Adams, Aerosmith, Sarah Bareilles um, Cindy Lauper, uh, David Bowie even wrote some of the music for this. So there is a there's a huge collection of artists mm-hmm. have, have provided the the score for for this show, and it also stars Davina DeCampo from RuPaul's Drag Race uh, as Plankton. See, so. the Plankton doesn't sound that attractive a name, does it? But no, the, the, it's part of the fun of the show, it's isn't part it? Part of the fun, and for Davina, this is a bit of a departure because if you know Davina from RuPaul's Drag Race, um, red wig and a silver dress, uh, absolutely not in this Davina is taking on the role of this sort of cantankerous old sort of um, you know sort of person that's um, sort of evil genius uh, terrorising Spongebob uh, and it also stars Tom Reed Wilson from Celebs Go Dating oh, yeah. as uh, Squidward <laughs> um, so it's, it's, it's a total mix of people from all over thrown together in this, in this great musical which also stars uh, Lewis Cornet as Spongebob uh, very excited about that so that's going to be good 
that's going to be good. Shall we keep going? Yeah, keep on, keep on, keep on. Uh, we've got Welsh National Opera coming that's for the first time, well, yeah. which is going to be great. Performing uh, music from the heart. Tony Christie is back. He's a lovely fella as well. Yeah, Michael yeah. McIntyre. We talked about him. We talked about Jules, Jules Holland. Holland. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you only think he might come out at New Year, but uh, yeah, he's, he's, he does exist. The he rest does of exist the, as well. the rest of the year in Wolverhampton. Uh, yeah, so we've got Jules uh, on the 23rd of July. Then uh, the band, the Take That musical, has redeveloped into mm. into this greatest days. So, so yeah, what, what has happened? Because there the, was like there was the Take That musical, but this is yes a, a development of it. But now he's got Kim Marsh in there as well. Yes. Now is she playing Robbie? Uh, no, so uh, if you've seen the band, it's the same premise. It's the same. It's the same show, mm. essentially, uh, with a few sort of uh, revisions. I guess we haven't seen it yet, but it's also going to sort of tie in with the release of the film, mm-hmm. which is based on the band, uh, also called Greatest Days, which is coming out this year. Uh, but it uh, stars Kim Marsh uh, as one of the leading roles, and her daughter um, Emily Cunliffe is playing the younger version of her. Oh, this, cool! Uh, which is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, which has also got a, a stellar cast, including uh, uh, one of our Wolverhampton favourites uh, and winner of Dancing on Ice, Regan Gascoigne, yep. in the in the band. So this yeah. is all good. Really, really nice. That sounds amazing. I mean, the band was a great show. Yes. And I know you had great fun when you went to see it, we and did. you got to be doing it. They're they're a good gang, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So we're really excited to have the band back in this new guy's uh, greatest days. So um, yeah. The official take that musical. Okay, keep flipping and through those pages. That the woman in black has just uh, closed in the West End after a triumphant thirty odd year run. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so and, and and is now going out on tour. That's early uh, September. Early September, indeed. Yep, sixth and ninth of September. So uh, back to haunt Wolverhampton. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots more fabulous one night shows. And, and and that's the fun thing at the minute. There's there's some great one night shows. I think there are. There's, there's demand for that as well, isn't there? People yeah, want there to is. come along and see something. In the special venue, same as we talked about Michael McIntyre earlier on. Yeah. Getting Anton Dubeck down here to do mm-hmm. his show. Uh, you've got bootleg Beatles as well in there. Absolutely yeah. amazing. If oh, you're going to see a Beatles band, yeah. these are the one. Yeah, this is they the are. tribute to see. They are. Uh, again, we're we're super thrilled to be um, to be hosting the the National Theatre production of The Ocean at the End of the Lane. Yeah, because this, I mean, the text there looks a bit Stranger Things to me. Yes, Tuesday the twenty sixth through to Saturday the thirtieth of uh, September, uh-huh. and that's. Interesting what's going to be going on there. Yes, very Stranger Things vibes. Um, I went to see it in the West End just before it uh, finished its West End run uh, last year. Um, and it was unlike anything else I've ever seen on stage. It's the Neil Gaiman novel um, on stage. And it's very... Uh, but it, it, I mean, you can see, look, there's puppetry. Um, there's really cool lighting effects, really mm-hmm. cool special effects, which will all transfer from the West End on tour as well. It's going to be, it's going to be just the same. Uh, so yeah, that's well worth. A that's going to be good. Okay, yeah. I'm excited by this one. I'm excited by all of this. But that yeah. is I'm, also I'm, actually we've also got a relaxed performance of that. Okay, well. uh, and that's going to be interesting seeing yes. in a relaxed style. Yes, because we only we you know until now we've only really offered relaxed performances of panto mm-hmm. or child friendly productions. But of course, uh, those people who would benefit from a relaxed environment cross all ages yeah, and, and everything as well. So we are uh, thrilled to be hosting the only relaxed performance on the tour. Of Ocean at the End of the Lane. Brilliant. Uh, and then you back. feature on Annie, yes. Yes, that's a cover feature. Yes. Uh, with Craig Rebel Horwood, who's uh, stepping into Miss Hannigan's shoes. And that's uh, coming up October the 10th through to the 14th. October. Really lovely interview with Craig there. Who did that one? Uh, I didn't do that one. You didn't do that. I thought yeah. it was. That's a lot of yours. It's not one of mine. No. 
but uh, still worth a read. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mine are coming up, I think. Uh, then we've got uh, some social pages, lots of things that we've been up to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and including the, the, the panto that we saw earlier on this year, Serena McKellen yes. and uh, John Bishop. Yes, lots of pictures of Serena McKellen and, and John Bishop, and they got given seats in the auditorium there and there as well. And uh, yeah, Joe Pasquale came along to Mamma Mia. Uh, Ellie Simmons, Mother Goose. So yeah, we've got some uh, some really nice pictures of what we've been up to recently. Mm-hmm. But there's another page there that's uh, I've skipped past. So pick up the brochure for that. Yeah, one. check and out then, all uh, the pictures. Yeah, then we're uh, we're on to another sort of Wolverhampton exclusive debut. Mm-hmm. Matthew Bourne. So Matthew Bourne. And uh, I've, I've, yeah, I've been trying to forget the sir, but it's not on the poster. <laughs> but uh, it's Romeo and Juliet, and a classic tale. Yes. Um, Amazing music, proper yes. music, yeah. and it's Tuesday the 17th through to Saturday the 21st of October. Yes, so um, the Apprentice theme tune is in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, Prokofiev. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was, this is one of my interviews. I was really lucky to uh, to have a half an hour on the phone with uh, with Matthew Bourne uh, just to talk about the company. And, and knowing how much you love his yeah. work. That must have been an interesting yes, experience. Yes, it was lovely. Yeah, it was really, really great. Uh, and we could have gone on for hours, but I had to reduce it to about 500 words there. But uh, Matthew talks about the ethos of the company and what he is about and how he takes uh, well-known stories and then totally flips them on its head. So if you've seen his Swan Lake or his Nutcracker, mm-hmm. you'll recognise the storyline, but there's so much new in there. And he even says in the interview that at first people might have been a little bit unsure because it's not the Nutcracker, it's not Swan Lake, and this isn't Romeo and Juliet, as you would expect. Mm-hmm. However, it still follows the same storyline, but he uh, throws in so many magical twists and turns. And I have seen this, and it's excellent. It's so gritty and dramatic, and it's dark, but it's light, and it's funny. It's exactly but, what you kind of expect from Romeo and Juliet in yes. some ways, but interpreted... Yeah, for for now. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. They're uh, it's set in an institute. We don't know why anyone's there, uh, and he says that he leaves that up to audience imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're all there for some reason, and they're all sort of rebelling against something. Uh, and amidst it all, Romeo and Juliet fall in love. So an excellent read, an excellent show, yes. and your chance to get your tickets. Uh, yes. so you can read about them in the brochure grandtheatre.co.uk to get your tickets and uh, 01902429212 the box office number ok what else have you got in there what for me what else have we got so we've got um, sports, some, some good one night of sports yeah 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 Frank Sinatra concert uh, the most haunted stage show sounds intriguing yes, too yes with about three you're doing yeah um, yeah so uh, that's really cool uh, Peter top, Pan goes wrong arriving here. here as well. Yeah, well, this full double page spread of comedy. So if it, the comedians Tom Davis, Judy Love, and Stuart Lee, and then Mischief are back, uh, but with uh, it's the first time we'll have had Peter Pan goes wrong. And it, I have seen that. It is a good show. If yes. you loved the play that goes wrong, you're going to adore Peter Pan goes wrong as well. Yes, yes. There's so much more that can go wrong. <laughs> I need to talk about tickets Pan. for Tom Davis as well. We'll come back to that in a bit. Yes. Uh, so what else have you got in there for me, sir? Because we're now Let's officially twi- uh, 20% left to go. We're into oh, Christmas. Yay. Panto. Oh, no, we're not. Actually. Oh, hang there's on. probably a page before that. Yes, no, there's a page before oh, that. Well, got to, because Jesus we're really Christ excited. Superstar. Really excited. Not only uh, built an operatic bat with Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, yeah. which uh, is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we have the Regent's Park open air theatre production of Jesus Christ Superstar, which, uh, you know, tickets in London were very, very hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it went off to America and has toured the States, but uh, now for the first time it's coming here. So uh, 
really excited. As well. Okay, can we do Panto now? Let's do that, Panto. Yeah, let's do Panto. Let's do Panto. Because uh, I mean, this is something which never stops. The Panto team are working mm. the whole year round. Yes. And sometimes they're working on the year afters in some way or form, even before they've got this year's done. Yes, this summer we'll start looking ahead to the one after Snow White. But um, yeah, for the moment it is uh, it is Snow White. And uh, of course we, we announced that Tam and Ian will be back. But with this brochure, we announced too that lovely Evie Pickerel from CBB and now CBBC, mm-hmm. uh, who was a, a sensational Cinderella and years ago. An absolutely fine. lovely person as well. I mean, she, yes. she's local too. She loves being in the Midlands. Yeah. And the kids all recognise her off the telly. It's brilliant. Yes. yes, Evie's just got this really magical way. I mean, Panto's magical anyway, but a Panto with Evie Pickerel is the most magical experience. She, it's like watching a Disney princess and every child in that audience will think that Evie is performing to them well she is but it's so magical she waves at everyone her eyes light up she's got a phenomenal singing voice incredible talent so we're, we're thrilled to have you i'm back. looking forward to that I and really there are am. interviews pages and pages of interviews with with everyone from the panto if i can separate if you pages. the right page don't yes you? there we go so there's a lot in there with ian and tam who are writing the script uh-huh. for this year the first draft is done mm-hmm. uh, and they're going back over it and making it even better and even more comedy well, and, and there'll be even more topical stuff as well because of course in this are. country at the moment who knows oh, what's going to happen between now and christmas totally different by christmas yeah and then there's also a feature on on lovely evie as well so that's brilliant. Mm. And you, you casually have Sarah Millican with Light Bloomer Sarah popping up there. Because yeah. she's along in January of next year. She's back. The 11th yeah. through to the 13th, the Thursday through Saturday. Yeah, Sarah Millican's back. We're really looking forward to that. She uh, she did three dates last year, sold out like that. So uh, I think there are very, very limited tickets left for that. Check so those out. Sure you do. Uh, Gen G, we're thrilled to be... Uh, to be um, launching this new ambassador scheme, youth ambassador scheme for mm-hmm. 8 to 25 year olds and our wonderful Lucy Ellen Park is doing a great job with them. Uh, more on them soon, yep. I imagine. Uh, everybody's talking about Jamie. It's back, back again. Back again. And a, an amazing lineup of stars. Yes. This brochure uh, has only just come out, but even in the week or so since it hit the shelves, we announced the, the fabulous cast of this. So Shobna Galati, who was in it before, also in the West End, and uh, was in the film version, is back as Ray. But then joining her is uh, John Partridge as Hugo uh, and Loco Chanel. And John and Partridge, no strangers to the ground. No strangers to the ground. Chicago, he's been in. Uh, La Cosa Fall, uh, Cabaret, so uh, it'd be nice to have John back, as well as, for the first time, uh, Ivano Turco, who uh, was in Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cinderella, mm-hmm. uh, and has just been uh, just been on in um, the Bob Marley musical Get Up, Stand Up in the West End. So it's all looking so, good, amazing, yeah. and uh, what, what else you got, because we're reaching the back of the, pro- the, uh, the project. Yeah, yeah, still a few pages you, you, also, you can pick this up and go through it at your yeah. own pace, you haven't got to read it as quickly as Scott is doing no. now, it's not compulsory. No. Put the kettle on and, uh, and flick through uh, at your own pace. But yeah, we're doing a summer school uh, in August. Full uh, details in full there. Full details there. Um, learning songs and dances from the West End. Uh, all about our accessible performances. Mm-hmm. Lots of features. Um, yeah, uh, lots of nice um, <laughs> sponsorship. Well, uh, we're doing to work with the partners. Club. Yeah, yeah we're with that. But I mean, the partners are all part of what makes a the theatre work. They are. If you look at someone like Payke, you'll see their name around the building, mm. and they're, they're they're doing great work. And you know, Kevin, who's looked after Payke for a number of years, is also now involved in the amateur uh, theatre yes. side of things too. Yes, yeah. So you know, there's there's some. The, the, everybody who is involved in the, in the theatre, it's not sponsorship, it's a partnership, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it is. So um, there are many, many ways that you can sort of get involved and you can sponsor booths and stuff, or you can be in the business club and we work hand in hand and, and offer uh, businesses, um, you know, equal benefits. But uh, yeah, and their, their adverts are really cool as well. Look at this <laughs> little like Phantom of the Opera there, and there's the Peter Pan, very theatrical. 
Uh, well done, Pekka. That's uh, really nicely designed pages. Um, 222? No, okay, 222. This is another That's big show. That's exciting. Yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, intriguing, a ghost story, and it comes up in February of next year. So we're planning ahead, yeah. but Tuesday the 20th through to the 24th of Feb. Uh, that is going to be... Yeah. So everyone's going to be on the edge of their seats, aren't they? Of course. Currently taking the West End by storm. Mm -hmm. All that we know is uh, in the house at 2.22am every morning, the same thing happens. But what? And who's doing it? And what is it all about? I don't know. And it's not just somebody who has to pop to the loo at that point of the day. That no. is not what we're on about here. No. It's all supernatural. There's something going on there. But yep. uh, yeah. It's it's a bit like the mousetrap. It's all very tight-lipped. Okay. Um, yep. None of the secrets are spilled. So, Which is uh, good. I, I like that yeah. intrigue. Yeah. So you've got to come and see that. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. People, uh, Life of Pi is coming up. Life oh, of Pi. Oh, wait, no, you coming up you, you, you want to play with no, that? No. No, it's just coming up. No, that coming is up. A, yeah. After but six. After six. Okay, you do six. <laughs> yeah, six. Third visit. Yes, third oh, I'd like this to come six times in sort of, sort of yes. weird... Uh, yeah, and I'm sure it will do because it sells out every time. Yeah. But, it's but, only just gone on sale and it, already, <laughs> already... You're going to struggle, yeah. Uh, I think so, so. Make sure uh, you check that out. Grandviews.co.uk. Yeah. See what you can get. Get online now. Um, yep. and get those get those tickets. Uh, that's yeah, February, March next year. Life of Pi, yeah. Uh, again, this is one of those which is a stage spectacle because of the way they make yes. the concepts from the book and film come to life uh -huh. on stage. And we're talking some amazing puppetry. Yes, incredible puppetry. The seven puppeteers, I think, do the. Uh, do the, the do the tiger at various points who all won the Olivier for uh, for the production and rightly so yeah um, I mean many Olivier's uh, I think and it's uh, it's currently uh, oh yeah five Olivier's it's won um, every major play award uh, it's currently just opened on Broadway uh, it's taking New York by storm so uh, yeah definitely come and see that in April next year okay that's worth checking out uh, yep are you on the back page yet no we've still got more no um, we've got our, uh, our youth memberships <laughs> read all about those sign up to those and then back page lovely panto poster panto. and there is more casting to come yeah well yeah. You know, there's not just three of them but yeah no, I mean, it, that, that is magical that, that enough would be good, it's magical but... enough but I know there is more casting to come so okay. uh, yeah well, nip along, Lichfield Street, Wolverhampton, Grand Theatre, big place, can't miss it, you've probably been already. Nip in, grab your copy of Spotlight, do it when you're coming to a show if you can, or just pop in and pick up a copy for you to read. No obligation to buy, but you'll want to as soon as you've seen yes. what's coming up. 01902 429212 is the box office number, grandtheatre.co.uk to get tickets and check out info on the shows. But Spotlight is well worth a read. The effort and love that's gone into this is from theatre people for theatre people. Check out what's in there and enjoy reading about the shows at the Grand. Scott, always good to speak to you. Thank you for inviting me down here and I look forward to you seeing too. a few shows as we head through this amazing brochure. Thanks, Jason. Almost a third of us are growing our own fruit and veg. I know something I did from a kid, whether it was blackcurrant bushes in the gardens or apple trees, there's always something there with some tasty, fresh produce. To tell us more, I'm joined now by TV garden and chartered horticulturist David Dominey. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you. And it is, it's brightening up. I'm just the other side of the Midlands, the, other, the, uh, the east, east, east side in Stratford. And uh, to see a little bit of the sun up there, they say we're going to get a couple of... Um, cold uh, evenings but uh, the spring's on its way and it just feels like it's the right time to start growing absolutely uh, but when it comes down to growing fruit and veg obviously fruit takes a bit more preparation than veg in most cases because it's probably around the site the size right sort of time to be sowing veg from seed uh, you maybe sow strawberry plants at the moment but when it comes to something bigger like maybe uh, black currants or pears then we need to be uh, planning uh, our summers a little better 
Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, fruit is really easy. It's a great crop to 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 get going, and the popularity of growing fruit is is so much. I mean, a recent study done by Miracle Grow highlighted that that nearly thirty percent of us are growing our own, and for the others, there's another thirty five percent that want to start. Fruit's a pretty good one to start off with. You mentioned raspberries. We uh, buy raspberries as raspberry canes. They're usually bundled in fives and sold with a wrapped in a, a in a bag. And that's often a mistake because people buy them, cut them over and plant them in a group thinking it's one plant. It's not. There's five. You've got to cut the little elastic band and separate them out and plant them in. But things like, um, you know, uh, blueberries and raspberries and, and, and strawberries and currants and gooseberries, you know, they're great to plant now. You can buy them in three litre containers. The secret is all in the soil, the right compost. And if you're digging a hole and put it into the ground, you really want to line the outer part with a decent bit of peat-free compost as you plant it in. And of course, if you're growing them in containers, you know, a decent miracle grow peat-free compost is pretty good to get them established. The secret's always in the soil. So planting fruit bushes, we call it soft fruit in the trade. We call uh, trees top fruit, funnily enough. Um, but things like apples and pears and, uh, and plums, it's a great time to plant. And when they're in, they're in. You don't need to replant them or re-sow them every year. They, they just get to, to get growing bigger and better. But you're right, on the veg side, now's the time to get a lot of the seeds on the go. Certainly things, I, I sow some of my tomatoes, cherry tomatoes, and uh, I also did some uh, chilies and peppers yesterday. And uh, I, I find it's a massive feeling of well-being. You know, it, it, you're looking forward to running up just to see if anything's germinated in the greenhouse. And when it does, it gives you a spark of joy that's uh, uncomparable. Absolutely. And uh, when I was a kid growing stuff like uh, radishes and things, that was always a bit of fun to add to the salad vegetables. But in, in our garden, mum always used to have a, a number of blackcurrant bushes and they used to produce enough blackcurrants for mum to make jam with. And that was there was nothing better than homegrown blackcurrant jam. Oh, I, I love black. Black currants, white currants and red currants. Sometimes I go and sit in my grow your own area. I've got a little bench. Yeah, uh, I, I sit down there. And I like a little bit of cheddar glass of wine pick those red currants as well put them in my mouth put the tongue to the roof of my mouth it pops the berry and the flavor is um is just fantastic and and black currants are really easy to grow i mean the thing about it that the latin for black currants is ribes and i take it that's where the name ribena came from um but uh, it's a really good crop it's a very forgiving crop if you've not grown anything before uh, black currants in a pot or straight into the ground or planted in your borders in with your delphinians and uh, 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 and roses it, it, because it's a flowering shrub as well but the, the the fruit is is so good and the juice that you can make from it, just as you said or even just pick them and put them in your yogurts in the morning incredibly healthy yeah but also you need to make sure they're accessible so you can uh, pick those fruits uh, rather than just letting the birds take them but equally it's all about getting that soil right as you say when you plant them and continuing the feed as well when necessary just to make sure that they give the biggest crop they can yes uh, uh, there's, a, there's a really that's a that's a very important point it's just like all of us you know if we eat well and healthily we become uh, healthy more resistant to, uh, to to ailments we grow we become stronger it's exactly the same with, with plants and uh, feeding with a good uh, organic fruit and veg food. Um, Miracle Grow does a liquid one and a granular one. The liquid one is a little bit like an energy drink from us. It's taken up quickly and gets into the system really fast, but burns out quickly. Whereas granular is something that you put into the soil. It's a bit like a steak and chips for us, where you know it breaks down and releases food over a period of time. But feeding 
is the essential for success with anything really. And I, I enjoy doing that as well. I think there's something about tending and nurturing plants that releases some of the positive, happy neural transmitters in the brain and, um, and gives us an enormous sense of well-being. Yeah, and, and favourite things to grow include the likes of potatoes and tomatoes uh, and maybe even the lettuce. And these things can easily go in a medical grow, grow bag. Yeah, don't underestimate those uh, grow bags. In fact, the, the, the better one, I'll give you some, some good advice, is that they do a bigger one, which is a veg planter, a miracle of a veg planter, and it's a thicker, longer grow bag. And I, I've got them for the kids. The kids got their own little gardens within these, uh, these grow bags at the back of the house that they tend and water but i've grown miniature herb gardens in those bags it's not just for tomatoes peppers uh, and the like you can also grow good crops of strawberries within those little bags enable you to put a garden wherever you want and they're, they're not to be underestimated i've got to grow your own area but you have to walk uh, across the um, the lawn to get to it but we have these these um, uh, veg planters just outside the back door as i reach my arm round to pick some cherry tomatoes for me cheese sandwiches <laughs> so you're fully prepared and it, it is about you know, stocking up on these things uh, to to get you through the the summer into into autumn and you can get some great stuff and if you you're planting a, a fruit tree and if you're putting something like an apple tree in you may not get a bumper crop this year uh, but you'll start to pick up some great fruits as you head through over the next few years and it's something that's nice to do together as a family it is and let's face it with the cost of living at the moment uh, anything that makes your money go further is good but it's not just making your money go further. if you're growing your own first of all it's healthier more vitamins and more goodness within every bit of produce you produce and, and, and crop fresh secondly the flavor is intensely better thirdly if you've got kids and you're getting them involved in the growing process they're much more likely to eat it if they're involved well before it gets to the plate self-sufficiency you mentioned earlier uh, but of course it's, it's reduction in plastic that you buy from supermarkets and if there's an availability in supermarkets who worries you've got it growing in, in your own garden there's so much positivity in growing your own and uh, for those who think you know i've never gardened not done anything before just buy a current take your example of the black currants just go out and buy a black currant they're anything between eight and ten pounds you'll have it in your garden for years and years and once it's in there you know it'll it'll grow and, and you're just just cropping try rhubarb for instance rhubarb's a lovely crop once it's in the ground you don't have to replant it just keeps coming up year in year out the secret is is just buy one or two Make a list of the things you like to eat and just go and buy one or two of those and then you'll get the confidence. And before you know it, you'll be producing everything you need for your family and, you know, extra bumper crops to hand out to uh, to your friends and family as well. I mean, peas are probably one of the, the better ones to start, certainly with kids, because when you pick peas fresh from the pod and you taste them, they're sweet it, it, they, they, because when you pick them fresh, the sugar hasn't turned to starch yet. So that that flavour is fantastic. And I always like just popping the pods, scooping my finger down, getting the cradling those peas in the hand, popping them in the mouth and that explosion of flavour. Um, it's uh, it, it rewards you. It uplifts the heart. You know, it nourishes the soul. Absolutely. Wonderful way of doing things. The only one says, warn you, if you are planting gooseberries, there is some spiky bits on those plants. You do need to be careful. And uh, yeah, but the, the, many of them, they're, they're nice, friendly plants. You may have to do a bit of looking after them. You might be praying for more ladybirds in your garden to eat the aphids. Uh, but it, whatever you're doing, it is good fun to do. And in fact, I even grew a, an apple tree from a, a pip uh, when I was a kid. And then that was in the family for about 20, 20, 30 years. Uh, and, and we 
actually got edible apples from it. So that was a good bit of fun too. Oh, the emotional connection you have growing from seed, that, that's incredibly uplifting. The memory, the positive memory that you have now, if every child grew something from, from, from pips and seeds, uh, it, it, it engages you in the circle of life. It connects you with, with nature itself and all of those things work. And there's loads of information on lovethegarden.com. That's lovethegarden.com. Uh, they've got loads of information on the Miracle Grow website showing you how you can grow your own food on a budget. But uh, engaging and growing plants is incredibly important and, and hugely rewarding, both for your mind and body. Absolutely. And it's giving those plants the best start in their lives and that you can do that through the Miracle Grow products that we've been talking about today. David Dominey, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Whilst 145,000 people live with Parkinson's in the UK, more than 1 million suffer with a neurological tremor. Latest estimates show that the number of people waiting over a year for neurology and neurosurgery appointments has risen by 9,000% in just 13 months. To tell us more about essential tremor, somebody who lives with the condition is Sheila Hayward, who joins me now. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Now, essential tremor is a name that people may not have heard before. Explain a little bit more about that to start off with and how you were diagnosed. I was diagnosed in 2003 with essential tremor. It was known as benign essential tremor originally, but they have dropped the benign now because it is not benign. It is something that a lot of people confuse with Parkinson's. But Parkinson's, you shake all the time. Essential tremor, when the hands are resting, there is no tremor. And it's something, it can be hereditary, but not always. And I have eventually had MRI-guided ultrasound treatment just before Christmas, which was the best Christmas present I could wish for. (laughs) And this has made a huge difference to your life, I take it? It has. I can now drink a cup of tea or coffee without throwing it over everybody. And I do not have to use a straw anymore, which is brilliant. Yeah, you probably found yourself using one of those sippy cups or a straw and drinking yeah. something on the table. And that mm. in itself, it, it, it is part of life. It is something that no one should ever be ashamed of. But it's the inconvenience sometimes of having to sort all that out if you go to a coffee shop. Yes, because I could never carry a cup to the table. I would have to get somebody to carry it for me because you just end up spilling it. and. Even with dressing yourself, you can't buy anything with buttons or zips because you just cannot handle doing them or fastening them. Um, so everything had to be pull on, and you would. These are all things that you don't realise until you suffer with it are a problem. And as we mentioned earlier on, with 145,000 people in the UK suffering from Parkinson's and more than a million with this neurological tremor, Mm -hmm. it is obviously something which is having a huge impact. And you talk about the word benign in there. I mean, probably because it isn't causing you any further health problems as such. But even so, it is something which completely changes your way of life. Yes, you get that you feel you don't want to go out because you can't cut your food up, you can't feed yourself. Um, you just, well, you feel so incapacitated because of it. It becomes an embarrassment. It becomes um, distressing. It, it doesn't do your mentality any good. It, it, it just, you know, destroys your life if, it, if you're not. It really d- takes you down mentally. 
Absolutely, and yeah, not being able to do the simple things you've been so used to for so long mm. must be a huge issue. Uh, but uh, with the the treatment, did you receive this on the on the National Health Service? On the National Health, I was fortunate to get it on the National Health. There's not many people have been able to get it on the National Health because it is only, I think it was last year, was it the year before that it became available on the National Health. And there's not many hospitals available to get it on the National Health. We need more hospitals to be able to offer this treatment. And we need more consultants that can deal with it. They're few and far between. And, and that in itself is upsetting for the fact we know so many people are suffering this problem and always at, at different levels as well. Probably there's very few two people who, who are the same and you know it, it may affect some more than others and the, getting the treatment, as, as you said, it has been life-changing. Now, is this treatment expected to, to wear off or is it something that will hopefully last for a good few years for you? No, hopefully it will last for, uh, well, for the rest of my life. I've got... In both hands, I've got the tremor, and hopefully, in time, the other hand, you know, the other side will be treated. But at the moment, it's not on the NHS to have both sides. So I've got to, you know, help campaign and get the other side available on the NHS. But the therapy itself, magnetic resonance guided focused ultrasound, uh, it's a, is a key factor in tackling this. And it, it does sound like almost a medical treatment. It is, because it immediately. I came out of the MRI machine. The one side was I was able to pour a cup of tea from a teapot, and it's something I've not done for years. And use the milk jug because they said to me, use the milk jug first because you're not used to lifting and pouring. So I poured milk into the cup, then I poured the tea, and I sat and drank a cup of tea straight, you know, for the first time for years. And it you know, it was unbelievable that I could do it. And that was sitting on the bed of the MRI machine. And that's something that I had not done for years. And it must be amazing for you to have that ability back and say, by the sound of things, it is something that stays now. And if you can then get the other side done at some point, that would be you know, an amazing experience. But with so many people on the, the waiting list, what can be done? What are we looking for now? How does the campaign work? Well, we've just got to keep campaigning, the, um, get the campaigns going and take it to Parliament to get the government to agree and to get it signed off and do the other side as well, the same as they did the first side. So, yeah, this is something we'd like to see and being able to get both sides of the yeah. brain treated to allow yes. this condition to be pretty much eradicated, which is amazing. It's quite a, a simple procedure, but it takes time and, of course, the list will be even bigger if there's two sides to be done. But um, anybody that wants information needs to contact the National Tremor Foundation and they'll see what good work they do. And that's where I found the original information that led me down the path that I went. Well, so pleased that you've been able to get treatment for one side. It's like an, a miracle, really, to me that I am able to do things with my right hand that I've never done for years. I can now write my husband's a job of writing all the Christmas cards and birthday cards 
But he said, I can have that job back now quite willingly. <laughs> That's brilliant. And such good news to be able to hear that. So you're looking for the Essential Tremor Foundation to find out more information. It's been backed by a large number of people, including the National Hospital for Neurosurgery, to keep up the good work, to get more people treated. And yeah. having such a huge increase in the uh, waiting list, obviously it means there are so many lives that could be changed and could get back to what was originally normal for them. Yes. Uh, it sounds like a, 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 a amazing treatment i'm so pleased to hear you've been mm -hmm. able to receive at least half yes. of the treatment that you'd uh, you need and that you'll be able to fingers crossed in the not too distant future get the other side done to to help you there for now sheila hayward suffer from essential trauma thank you for joining us that's all right thank you That's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining me back with episode 720 next week. Have a great Easter. See you soon. Stop it out. Goodbye from the mill bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the mill bar. Yeah.